You are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, The Coronavirus Sessions, where our temporary mission is to save as many businesses and jobs as possible by sharing how your fellow business owners and professionals are navigating the impact of COVID-19. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael Dees. What's going on, man? You, you nailed that. I was worried that like you'd, you'd be a little rusty with the coronavirus sessions now that we've gotten back in the studio. Uh, but no, you you you're like like a boss on that. <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh, let's uh, introduce some sponsors. So thankful again to have Gainesville Harley Davidson sponsoring this episode. Uh, all my motorcycle riders out there, one of the most important things you can do is to keep your two wheels serviced properly, especially those tires. You know, it's the only thing between you and the ground. Uh, Gainesville Harley knows that on two wheels, uh, your tires really matter. That's why they have free installation when you buy your tire from them. Uh, they don't want the cost to deter you from being safe. You buy the tire, they'll cover the labor. It's that simple. Now, I know what you're thinking. Is this just for Harley riders? Well, the answer is no. Gainesville Harley Davidson can change tires on almost any motorcycle. So be sure to give them a call at 352-331-6363. Uh, that's 352-331-6363. And check out their awesome site at GainesvilleHarley.com. And thank you so much for your... Uh, sponsoring us again yeah Gainesville Harley and of course we want to say thank you to Brooker Pest Control these guys have been servicing the pest control needs of commercial and residential properties for years they've been doing it uh, for our properties for years (laughs) and uh, if you are having issues with mosquitoes fleas ticks termites or maybe even some of those creatures that were brought up in the the episode from a while back you know like squirrels and pantries or something uh <laughs> uh you know and you don't want those little critters hanging around then be sure to give brooker pest control a shout uh brian aurelio and the team over there are just absolutely incredible um you can give them a call at 352-378-2433 again that's 352-378-2433 or find them online at brookerpestcontrol.com yeah that might be one of our most referenced episodes now yeah, it probably is, man. That I don't know. That's a riot. I'm like, wait a second, squirrel in the pantry. <laughs> uh, I'm so. I'm. That's one. That's one uh, job I'm grateful that I don't have. I'll leave it to those experts for sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. So anyway, you guys, let's get into today's episode. Today on the show, we have Lisa Renshaw of Blue Dove Designs. Lisa, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. We're excited to have you and to dive right into this. So, uh, so like the whole purpose again is to like really kind of talk about coronavirus uh, impact and how this has affected your business or maybe some of the clients that you work with and that kind of thing. So, r- real quickly, um, just give our audience a little bit of background as to um, what you do and you know the services that Blue Dove Designs offers, and then we can kind of dive into that impact a little bit. Okay. Um, well, we are a um, full-service uh, web development, web design, um, and maintenance and marketing company. So we provide all your digital needs, and um, as well as keep up on your website, keep it safe and secure, and that sort of thing. Um, and that's kind of in a nutshell what we do. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, now, so our audience knows we're recording this on June 17th. I mean, we are well into this thing. I don't know if you guys, I feel like it's, I feel like the last three months have gone by quick. I don't like, I don't know. 
that's just me. Like, I feel like, I almost feel like it should be the opposite, you know, spending so much time at home. You're like, that feels like days are dragging on, but I've just been so, uh, so busy from my home office, but you know, we're well into this thing now. I would love to hear about some of those initial impacts, you know, what that was like on your business and then, and then kind of where you're at right now status today. Okay, great. Um, well, um, it, it, well, let's see. So initially it was, um, okay, here's, you know, here's what we have. Here's what we gotta, you know, here's what we gotta do. I'm also um, a mom of two kids. So I'm a business owner and a mom. So I'm navigating like school and work and how's my work schedule going to change and how are we going to navigate this? And, um, how are we going to, you know, uh, how are we going to pivot? So it was initially, you know, all, most of our clients kind of hit the pause button on everything because nobody knew what was really going to happen. You know, everybody was uncertain. And so we just made it our um, effort to just um, reach out to all of our clients and check on, we checked on every single person, um, offered them, you know, any way we could to help them, whether it was put a notice on their website about what they were doing regarding COVID, um, and do some extra little edits at no cost, just anything to kind of alleviate their stress and, um, and just help them mitigate through the, you know, through the, through the process. Um, meanwhile, we were starting to pivot and look at the big picture, um, with the slowdown, you know, it's kind of a, in a way we were able to finally get to some projects that we haven't been able to get to like within our own business and take a look at strategy and, um, and processes and systems and, and adjust some things and, and, um, kind of slow down ourselves. So I think the slowdown wasn't necessarily all, all bad. And we were able to actually, also take advantage of some training opportunities that we've been keeping on the horizon. But, you know, with some of those conferences, they're very cost prohibitive um, at times. So with COVID, everybody's doing things like online and Zoom. And so we were able to take care, take advantage of some of those training opportunities, which ultimately is going to help us serve our customers even better um, moving forward. So we kind of took advantage of the opportunity to grow ourselves and um, just see how we can better serve our clients um, going forward. And now it seems that um, uh, people have pushed the play button again, so to speak, and they're ready to get going. And we're seeing people that, um, that are starting new businesses and you know they're taking advantage of this opportunity maybe they did lose their job but they've had this idea and this dream and it's something they've always wanted to do and so they're using this opportunity to start that that venture and so it, that's exciting to be a part of that um uh was that a lot of that was a lot of that coming from their like their situation of you know people man, I don't want to put it delicately, right? People like lost their job because of COVID and now they're like, oh, I'm going to start my own thing. And that's, and that's where that's coming from. Or like, it just seems like a very weird time. Well, it's a weird time. It's a weird time. And it's all about mindset, you know, and you can take that and, you know, cause I mean, for myself personally, I had, 
um, you know, 17 years ago when I started Blue Dove, well, we're 16 yet, we're a little over 16, but um, when I first started, before I started, I had a full-time job and taking that leap of faith, quitting your job and saying, all right, I'm going to do this full-time, you know, a huge risk, huge. And it's a giant leap of faith. And, um, so I know what that feels like. Um, and sometimes you just kind of need that extra little like push or kick or motivation to say, all right, you know what? It's now or never. And for me, that push was, um, my mom recovering from breast cancer and, and I was out in Arizona helping her and it was like, all right, you know what? It's now or never. And I quit my job and started Blue Dove. So, and I think some, some of us just kind of need that extra little motivation of, all right, well now what, you know, I can, um, you know, sit down here in the dumps and, you know, or I can pick myself back up and say, all right, you know what, there's this thing I've been wanting to do and I'm going to do it. And, um, I, I'm getting to see some of that. And cause we, we work with a lot of small businesses and startups and, um, and help them with their branding, get online and navigate the whole process. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a mixed bag. Like, I'm really sorry that somebody lost their their job or they're having to cut back their hours. But then it's really exciting when they take that bull by the horn, so to speak. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's that that mindset and yeah. how you how you approach it, right? Like, I've I've really been encouraging people to look at this as as an opportunity and not mm-hmm. as like this super negative thing that is yeah. just stressing everybody out and wearing on everybody and everybody's afraid that they're going to get sick or whatever the case might be. Right. So yeah, uh, definitely look at it as an opportunity and how can you, how can, how can you adjust and how, you know, now that things are starting to uh, new word I've been using, Mike normalize. Oh, there you go. <laughs> thing, so start to normalize a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it feels like a lot of businesses are going to come out of this thing with, with some great new revenue streams. So Mike, what you got, man? Yeah. I mean, on that note, like it, the changes that you've made pivots training and stuff like that, is there anything that specifically stands out uh, now that that play button has been pushed again, that you feel like is, has made you better off and, and you can have new revenue streams or you feel like will, will help you catch up from any kind of lost business during the shutdown. Um, well, one of the things that, that we, um, took advantage of was, um, the story brand, um, workshop. Uh, it's a, there's a book called building your story brand by Don Miller. And, um, he was holding a, a workshop. I've been wanting to attend for quite some time now, and I was able to attend that. And basically it's how to frame your messaging so that people actually take action on your website. And so this is going to help us craft like help our clients better craft their message. So their websites are more effective because if you just have a website, like just sitting there, that's not generating any income, then what's the point? It's kind of a waste. And so from day one, when I started the company, like that's always been my philosophy of, you know, I want your website to work for you. And um, so I think that the training I've been able to get 
um, and that I'm getting further training in July is just going to help us help our clients better, you know, with that messaging and just, you know, really make it more solid and so that they can help increase their, their revenue. Um, cause ultimately I really want to just, I want to see, I want to see our businesses come out and thrive from this. Um, additionally, um, we also pulled the trigger on becoming a Wix partner agency. So we have added that to our tool set and it's enabling us to offer um, another suite of products that's affordable to the small business and the startup to get them online and get them going. So the combination of the two, I think is gonna be um, really effective and really helpful. Do you still encounter businesses that have been around for like a long time? Like you said, you're, you're in the year 16, 17, New Scooter Celeste is in the 16, like that, that still don't have a website. Like they just never, you know, check that box off to, you know, Hey, I'm going to have a website. Or they've been like hesitant to, for whatever reason. Um, nowadays it's mostly, I have a website, but it's really bad or I have a website. It's not mobile friendly. Um, I can't get found online or you look at their site and you're like, I don't even know what you do. Like you, you know, um, like the, I know what they do because the client told me what they do, but if I went to the website, <laughs> it wouldn't be, yeah, you have no idea. I wouldn't have a clue. And you know, with any site you want it, you want it to be able to, uh, communicate clearly, you know, um, because the more work, the brain has to do to figure out what it is that you do, they're just going to leave. So I'm always, I'm always shocked. And, and, and our industry is one of those that there's a lot of mom and pa businesses and, and yeah. in that, you know, you have a lot of times that there's just, they, they, they don't think they need a website, you know, they're kind of, you know, not to talk bad about anything, but it's like the type of people that think that, you know, listing in the phone book is still the way to get business. And, right. And so I was just kind of interested if, if going through this, if, if, if you had any clients that were like long, you know, been in business for a long time that were finally creating their first website because they now saw the need. Um, no, not so much that more like, you know, just getting started kind of things and, or they just have a website, but it's poorly done or they tried right. to do it themselves, got really, really frustrated and they don't even know where to go. So. Sure. Well, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are some people out there that don't have websites, but, um, but yeah. yeah. It's super interesting to think about like the evolution of, you know, like I'm just sitting here listening to you guys talk about that. And I'm like, man, you know, from really from being desktop enabled, like that was, that was it. Right. And then now yeah. seeing the transition, like everything is one, like it's gotta be mobile. Like if it's oh, yeah. not mobile, you know, so so like what, what's next? Like, is there, are you guys looking at like SEO for like voice devices? And, you know, a lot of people have been standoffish on, on devices like uh, Alexa and Google home, but Alexa off. Yeah. I, I knew you that can always tell the, the look around. You're like, Oh no, I'm going to say it. I know. Like, you're like that, don't, that always happens. Um, happens in a studio show too. Um, so like, Anyway, like, I'm just kind of curious, like, is that something that, that you guys are looking at? Cause it seems to, it seems to be growing. I've seen, like I said, I've seen a lot of people kind of holding off, but you know, then there's people like me, I got one in every room in my house. Um, and, and so, you know, what's, what's next? I mean, when, 
that's that's my question is like what's right. next in your opinion like going from mm -hmm. desktop to mobile to voice like what are the trends that you're seeing well um i've definitely seen a lot of evolution since i started the company like it used to be co more common that people didn't have a website now it's more common people have a website but it you know things are broken and they need fixed they can't be found um with regard to kind of like what's next or what's going on now the big thing is um speed and optimization uh, making sure that your site loads fast and also accessibility accessibility is really really um really really big and they're not requiring it but um but some industries are like the medical and uh i believe attorney and now i gotta notice uh that the real estate um is also um requiring it too what does that so, really mean for like a website accessibility well if you uh, think about it this way like at any point in time um there's a good number of people that are like when you think of disabled or like um needing the extra assistance on a website you know we automatically think of of people who maybe are like hard of hearing or seeing or whatever but what we don't what people don't often think about is the people who are temporarily um, uh, disabled or so for example you broke your arm and you can't use your right arm and that's your that's your that's the one you use for your mouse well you still they you still need to get online pay your bills and do all those sort of things so that's kind of how we think of it it's not just for um, uh, you know it's not just for certain disabilities it's for any kind of uh, impairment that's the word i was looking for impairment um so there's a lot that kind of goes into accessibility but at the same time um so a lot of it is kind of common sense for us anyway um and if you think about the way we think about it is if a screen reader is like reading that website out loud how is it going to read it from top to bottom like it's going to say like where the menu is and this is a header tag and here's the content and this is a picture of a man sitting on a bench um so having those descriptions and the words in there um and colors colors are important too having them uh be a good contrast uh google has a measurement tool and one of the four uh areas that they measure is accessibility and it will when you plug your website in it will measure uh it will take a look at all of those things and tell you uh what you need to fix and what you need to adjust so i think they're going to start being more and more strict on accessibility right now google will ding you if you and drop you um if your site doesn't load fast if it doesn't have good performance yeah it's a lot. I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot behind the scenes that people don't even realize that we do. And um, but when we launch a site, that's what we're looking at is those so, four. So how do you communicate that effectively to your client? Right. Because I think you know that that's definitely something that I think a lot of businesses struggle with, right? Like 
I mean, like I, I'm, I'm in marketing too. We have, you know, we have an agency called repaint the wall and, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm posting, uh, you know, and, and creating content and, um, do, doing a, a variety of different things. Um, a lot of optimization stuff on YouTube. That's one of my favorites is like YouTube optimization. I spend a lot of time, uh, cool. doing that kind of stuff for clients and, and then I'm like, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, man, they really don't even know that I'm doing this. <laughs> like, I almost feel like I should record every time I'm working and send them like a three hour video saying, this is what I did for you today. Uh, you know what I mean? And so like, what have you found to be effective to like letting your clients know like, Hey, this is like, this is what we've done for you. Um, sometimes it's just sending them the report. They may not the, the initial report. And they may not understand everything in it, but we can generally, we can give them a summary of, okay, see all these things. And, you know, these are all the things I need to go fix. Um, if there's some like confusion, but usually if we say, um, well, we want you to be found. We want your site to be fast. We want the basic SEO tags in there. Um, and you, we want you to be accessible. Uh, accessibility friendly usually that's pretty well understood and then if they have questions we dive deeper okay yeah there's always everybody's got to know that there's always so there's so many behind the scenes things that are happening that a lot of people just really don't know about right <laughs> well yeah and in loading a site fast you've got to optimize all the images and everything that's on the site so and everything you load every additional plugin every additional like everything that you load in there a special font plugin whatever is gonna bog the site down and so we try to streamline our uh, streamline the sites to have uh you know the old adage you know less is more so the same is kind of true in web yeah cool yeah. We do a lot of educating, a lot of training, you know, with people. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask this, I mean, this is a coronavirus session and in that one of the themes that comes up a lot is um, how, how the kids have adapted. And you said you have two, I'm curious, how old are they and what is, what is the challenges there been like? Did you get into the, to the e-learning stuff and, and how have they handled it? Well, um, I have a seven-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy, and um, he was in preschool, and she's in, uh, well, she's finished first grade now. Um, that was a little bit of an adjustment, but I have to credit, um, we have, we're blessed with a really great babysitter who lives next door, and she was able to continue watching the kids a few days a week so that my myself and my husband could come into work he actually works for the city um so we both continue to work um and their teachers were very very supportive which helped a, a tremendous amount the kids have actually adapted pretty well um we live on five acres so out in the country so they were able to get outside a lot and honestly they've actually i think grown closer together as friends which is which is nice because they have all they have is like each other to play with. So. So did they miss the social interaction of you know seeing friends every day? Was that was that a problem or were they just content hanging out, getting getting a little closer together? You know, I think as parents, we you know we take for granted sometimes that like when we want to see our friends, we can just say before Corona, 
Um, we could just say, Hey, you know, let's go out to lunch. Let's go out to dinner or whatever. But with our kids, you know, and fostering those friendships as parents, we have to make that extra effort to do that. Well, um, even during the, the coronavirus, um, we just really had to make a point to connect with, um, the parents of our kids' friends and pop on and do, you know, Facebook messenger video or zoom video or some way where they could at least see their friends and interact and, um, you know, give them that, that time. And that's really helped them kind of cope with it, but they do, they miss their friends and, you know, when are we going to see them again? And, you know, it, um, you know, just teaching them about why we can't and the virus. And so they often will pray that everyone will stay healthy. And um, it's been, honestly, I think it's brought our family closer together and it's reframed or it's, what's the word? It's changed our perspective on some things. Like before Corona, it was like busy, busy, busy and picking up the kids and taking the kids and like, it was kind of frantic. And we've had this opportunity to really slow down and everyone talks about this like normal. And my husband and I have been really talking about what is our normal? What do we want that normal to look like? Do we want, like, honestly, I don't know if I want to go back to the whole rush rush, you know, uh, you know, uh, schedule that we had. Right, right, right. I think that's true for a lot of people. And it's, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, that that adjustment is made. You know, we talk about people that um, got used to working remotely and having that, um, you know, convenience, if you call it that, to be able to work from home. Um, yeah. And then and now things are opening back up and, you know, they're required to go back into their jobs. And, and, and you know, what is what is that like for you? You know, you kind of get used to a certain way. And so it's, from a psychological aspect alone, it's yeah. going to be interesting to see how, how we move back and, and what boundaries people start setting for themselves, you know? Well, yeah. And I, even like during the whole process, there was a period of, of time, like initially where it was like, okay, oh my gosh, how am I going to handle this? How am I going to figure this out? And it was applying to whatever loans that I could uh, for assistance for our business and, and just trying to, you know, you know, with our team, you know, what's the plan? I don't know the plan. We're going to figure that out. <laughs> We're just going to, and then there was a point in time when I felt like, okay, well, I've applied to everything I can. Now it's just wait. And now it's work our strategy that we've come up with. And it was time to kind of like, some of our clients were like, all right, I got, you know, I'm ready to go on this. I'm ready to go on that. And, and it was like, okay, I can like get back to work, like production. And it was this whole, uh, mindset shift I had to make of that. I could go back to actually doing the work. Um, right. yeah, but everybody's pretty much adapted and I think we've enjoyed the time together. So I love it, man. It's like nothing, nothing like a pandemic to make you reflect and like, you know, really think through what's important in life. Oh right? yeah. Totally. I'm, like, I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be going to get a, going to get a loan or something and you know, for business in a couple of years. I'm like, 
so like why did you why are you making so much like less money now it's a bit because I'm not working <laughs> as hard as I used to. Like I like I like slow down, and I'm like yeah. focused uh, focused on you know spending more time, quality time with my family. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I'm so it's gonna be interesting to see what those kind of conversations are like. Sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. How, how can you streamline things? You know, I'm not like I'm telling Mike all the time. New scooters for less. I'm like you know I, I'm really. Uh, excited about this podcast and a lot of things happening i'm like i want to i want to focus on the podcast i want to focus on the podcast and like so what does that mean it means like i'm not going to be on the showroom floor selling scooters at new scooters for less anymore you know yeah Uh, so it's like figuring out what things to streamline how to focus on uh you know the new passions or the things that have that are coming up and carving out time for that stuff and you know I'm, i'm in the same place with family like i think you know, I've said it multiple times on this podcast. I'm like, dude, we've had more quality family dinners in the last two months than we've had in the last two years. You know, yeah. what is that? What does that say? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it is, it's crazy, but I think we all had that opportunity with sports being canceled. You know, my kids play travel soccer. So all that stuff mm-hmm. got postponed. Now, now that stuff's starting to pick up again. So it's like, <laughs> all right, like what's, do we want to go back? Uh, we're in the same place as you, Lisa. It's like, like, do we want to go back to like the hustle, bustle, chaos way of life, uh, or do we want to like keep things kind of cool and calm like they have been? And I don't know. Yeah, and go back. Yeah, I mean, my kids are both in dance, and um, dance classes opened back up, um, but this weekend is the showcase and that then dance is pretty much done. So I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to have fun. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us today. Hey. Um, why don't you tell our audience where they, where they can connect with you and find out more about your business? Okay. Um, well, you can visit us on Facebook at blue dove designs without, and that's blue without the E. Or you can visit our website at bluedovedesigns.com. Again, blue without the E. And, um, or give us a call, shoot us a message. Does the name have any significance? Like, where did you come up with that name? Actually, it kind of does. So, uh, blue is my favorite color. And the spelling blue is the name of one of my favorite horses that a friend of mine used to own. Um, and I wanted to be a little bit different. So I spelled it B L U. Um, dove is my credit to God for all of the talents that he's provided and, um, designs was just kind of to encapsulate, encapsulate, um, everything that we do. So love it. Love it. <laughs> well, thanks again so much for joining us. Thanks for um, having me. Yeah. Everybody who's listening, uh, you know, thank, thank you for listening. Definitely share our episode. Um, you know, feel free to check out whoagnv.com to connect with our sponsors. We have all the links on there. Definitely support our sponsors. Uh, you know, you can buy a podcast shirt, uh, what, whatever you can do. Definitely support us and definitely uh, do what you can to keep uh, helping us get this mission, you know, out there of really supporting our community. Uh, it's just been, I'll let Mike finalize things. But for me, it's been such a privilege to even do all these coronavirus episodes. I mean, this is like number 54, I think. And uh, the fact that we've done 54, that's like a year's worth of content for us normally, right? It really is. Yeah, absolutely. A few months has been pretty pretty incredible. So uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
No, please, please support our sponsors. Please support our guests. It, it's been great to, um, you know, kind of get everybody connected, get everybody's stories out and see how, how people have navigated this. Before we wrap up, I do want to ask Lisa real quick. I know you're a big Gator fan. Are you, are you nervously anticipating the start of the season? What, what are your thoughts? Is it going to happen? Uh, I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. Oh, I mean, you haven't thought about it? I feel like it's like getting that time where you start getting the itch for like Gator sports to start up. I saw your website, all your orange and blue and Gator tattoos on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, you know, not sure what's going to happen, you know, I just, uh, I usually get excited about July, beginning of August. Yeah. So we shall see. We shall see. We shall right? see. We shall see. <laughs> <laughs> WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. Give us your best, whoa, Lisa. Whoa. We'll see you later, everybody. Bye. <laughs>